Hello and welcome to the Adjust Your Ranks podcast. This is episode number 20. My name is David and once again I'm joined by Sean. Sean, how you doing? Yeah, very well, mate. Glad that uh, football's back, a lot going on, so all very well here. How are you getting on? Yeah, not too bad. As we were just speaking about, I'm off to the Arsenal game tomorrow. So yeah, looking forward to the start of uh, of the Premiership before we get actual football in another month's time. Yeah, nice. Uh, the Premiership, very American. I know it's an NFL pod, but I don't know if you're going Premiership. Do we just call it EPL from now on, or what, how do we do it? Yeah, I think it's EPL. The Barclays <laughs> is dead, isn't it? So, yeah, EPL tomorrow. So, uh, this week, we're mainly just covering uh, fantasy-relevant fantasy player news right now, and uh, we've got some talk about pre-season action. We had a couple of games last night. Uh, we've got one trade to discuss this week, and uh, just a quick little word on hard knocks. Neither of us have seen hard knocks yet, but there's some clips uh, floating around on the uh, internet that we can uh, discuss quickly before we uh, watch the episode. But um, as always, we'll start this week with the uh, with the news. And uh, first up, Sean, you can take this one because it's about it's about our boy, isn't it? Yeah, people must be getting sick of us, really. But Kareem Hunt, watch. Um, been a busy week for our boy Kareem. He's been clocking up the air miles because uh, out of nowhere he was visiting the Saints and. Uh, I know that we're a bit annoyed. It's probably one of the worst landing spots because I don't know how it would look there. But um, the reports are that he was at the Saints and didn't even get to work out because he got a call from the Colts who were offering more money. So he's trotted along to Indianapolis and apparently left there without a deal as well. So very busy week for our boy. Um, But it sounds like he's after a bit more money, isn't it? Well, some people have uh, taken this to presume that he's not in great shape. Some people are saying that he's gone to these workouts and he didn't do the Saints and uh, he's gone to the Colts that have offered more money and and they've looked at him and kind of gone, oh, hang on a minute, uh, we're not sure. So there are some reports out there that he's not in the best of shape. So I don't know how true that is. I don't know whether that's speculation, but that's the word out there at the minute. To be honest, I'm not surprised because he's not been with a side. So he's, even if he's been training in his garden, he's not exactly uh, getting proper reps in, is he? So... There was a few comments last year at the Browns that they thought he'd um, lost a bit as well, and that's why they didn't want to keep him. But who knows? I mean, he's got to get a deal somewhere, isn't he? Well, I imagine the next step is uh, one of his pals getting out the Motorola and uh, and getting some footage, isn't it? That's that's the next play, yeah. Little uh, Super Gremlin track in the background. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the place that I think he doesn't really make sense because they're not going to compete, but I do think the Cardinals will still be sniffing around because obviously they picked up... Um, was it Mac went there, didn't he? And obviously just tore his Achilles. So um, they've got a need for a running back. I just don't know whether they, they need a, a veteran like Kareem Hunt. Yeah, they probably don't really need a vet. I mean, I'm surprised they signed Mac. But as you brought that up, we can just talk about Mac quickly because it was in our news. But yeah, he's he's done another Achilles, hasn't he? He's done it before and this probably finishes his career now, doesn't it? It does, sadly. It's a real shame for him because he's a player that we, I think you liked him in his rookie year. You had him in quite a few places, didn't you? And He's been quite handy when he's come back a few times and, yeah, really sad for him. But it was a weird signing to begin with, though, weren't it? Because I just don't really see what they need a experienced veteran for because they're going to be crap. Yeah, and we'll just use the rookies and, and run those and see what you've got with those, isn't it? I don't I don't see why they sign Mac, but um, well, he's, he's gone there, isn't he? And, yeah, as I said, that probably ends his career. I did, um, you're right, I did actually really like him coming out. He was so explosive, but I think... Two Achilles down the line. I think that's uh, that's his explosion probably finished, isn't it? Yeah, and what is he? Twenty eight, twenty eight running back, two Achilles. I mean, it's uh, it's not looking good for the boy, unfortunately. So 
But just on that note, really, I mean, talking about the Cardinals, Keontae Ingram seems to quietly be in the background. I've not heard much from Camp. I don't know if he's fit or what he's doing, but he was a player that we spoke about months and months ago as a player having a really easy path to some touches and hasn't really changed, has it? Well, no, I mean, they kind of brought Mack in and you thought that Ingram might lose some some run-up in that, but um, he's just... He's just there, isn't he? He's always there. And James Connor's not the uh, the best at staying fit. So, yeah, Keontae Ingram is, is looking up every week, isn't it? Really is. And, uh, I mean, going back to Kareem Hunt, though, our boy, we need to get him a job soon. Is there a chance that he just doesn't get a job and goes into the season without a side and, and waits for someone to maybe go down? I mean, is that the most likely outcome at this stage? Uh, it's probably possible now. I mean, Zeke and, and Dalvin Cook are still out there as well. And, they're going to be getting jobs before him. I guess it just it, 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 you have to wonder what level teams want. If they want a, a just a backup, then it's Hunt, isn't it? If they want a guy as a first team runner, then it's it's Zeke or uh, Dalvin Cook, isn't it? But there's probably going to be backup jobs. But yeah, as you say, it might take an injury now for Hunt, mightn't it? Yeah, it looks that way, which is, um, we're not going to give up on our boy. We're going to keep uh, the Kareem Hunt watch alive. We thought the deal would get done this week. I must admit, I'm pleased he's not gone to the Saints. That would have been a bit of a disaster, wouldn't it? I think just especially with the only three-game suspension for Kamara, it just creates a mess down there. Yeah, that would have been awful. So uh, let's move on to uh, uh, the Washington Commanders camp. So Sam Howe, the word out of Commanders camp is that Sam Howe has handled 100% of the first-team reps at Commanders camp. So... Talk to me. Are you uh, are you in on Sam Howell? Yeah, I do like Sam Howell. And, you know, I poached him last season in a few of the leagues. A few leagues that we play in, we've got poaching rules that say that if a player's on a taxi roster, you can basically take them off them for a round higher than they were taken in the, the rookie draft. So I think Sam Howell was taken in the third round by someone, had him on their taxi, and I pinched him for a second in a couple of leagues. And I think at the time, people thought it was probably a bit of a waste of a pick, but here we are a few months later in his the starting QB. So I think he's got a path to quite decent upside, really. He's got some nice weapons there. I, I do still think he's going to be on a short leash, though. And if he doesn't perform, obviously got Brissette in the background ready to go. But I mean, where are you on, Sam? How are you in? Do you have him anywhere? Yeah, I've got him in a couple. I, I poached him in one league last year for a third as well. But um, the thing is, is that Riverboat Ron is probably on the hot seat, isn't he? There's new owners in Washington now. And, and Riverboat, I think, is coaching for his job. So if Sam Howell starts to let him down early, I don't think it's going to take them much to go to uh, Jake Brisket, is it, Jacoby Brissett? So, yeah, he's probably on a short leash, but um, 100% of first-team reps, reps at camp is is obviously very, very good for him. I mean, it guess, I guess they know what they've got in Brissett, but they're giving Howe every chance at the moment. It's just how long that lasts, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, the only thing I would say, I don't know if you've seen any of these reports about the offence in Washington and... I think Terry McLaurin had a pop at one of the linebackers last week who flattened a wide receiver and was taunting him and stuff. And I don't know, it's uh, some of the reports are a bit mixed about how good the offense is going to be. So we'll see. Yeah, it doesn't sound great there. I think some of them were crying this week about how hard the enemy was working them. I mean, you'd think that a guy that's come from the all-conquering Chiefs and trying to implement stuff there, you'd kind of just stay in line and follow it but um yeah they're upset and they went to uh, riverboat ron who i'm surprised even released this publicly but yeah he was uh surprised that the enemy was working him so hard which to me just sounds ridiculous yeah i mean that's a shambles isn't it really so yeah we'll see but i do think he's got the path to upside i think his superflex is probably still a really good bargain in startups i, I don't know 
if you can really trade for him because if I own Sam Howell, I'm not letting him go for a second, but I don't know if you want to pay a first for him. So it's a weird one to value, isn't it, until we know sort of what he's going to be like in, in games. Yeah, I think it's a wait and see, but then, you know, the more you wait and see, his, his cost will go either way, won't it? Yeah, if he even performs slightly well, the price is a first plus then because it's a starting quarterback. We've said this a few times, haven't we? And yeah, it's a, it's a strange one. I think we need to also remember he was a fifth round pick, weren't he? So they've not got a lot invested in him at all. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I hope he does well. Not in my division, obviously, but uh, good lad. So do you want to take us to uh, one of our ex-wide receiver ones? Ex-wide receiver one. Uh, Kiel Harry has actually signed for the Vikings on a vet minimum one-year deal. Um, I mean, this is probably one of the biggest busts of all time, certainly for dynasty purposes, wasn't it? He was very clearly the wide receiver one that year, and he's just been absolute rubbish. And I think he's probably a, a learning point for us, really, isn't he, in that he was a very physical receiver in college and didn't ever really get the separation. That doesn't always translate well to the NFL. But uh, are you back in on Akil Harry, or is this just complete waste of time? Yeah, mostly a waste of time. I mean, some Vikings beat guys are saying that he probably won't even make it out of camp. They've just got some injuries and, and want an extra body in there. But um, I think his time's probably up in the league, isn't it? Yeah, completely agree. I mean, it's just a massive fall from grace, though, because he was clearly the wide receiver one that year, and he's just been absolute rubbish. Um but yeah, I'm not in it. He was one of the guys that I was really stubborn on, kept him for about three years and just refused to admit that it was dead. But it's absolutely gone, isn't it? He'll be, uh, he'll be cleaning cars in a couple of years and you'll still have him rostered, won't you? Yeah, still still rostered away. But uh, <laughs> I've seen him rising up the boards, though, in, in um, on Sleeper as like a trending player. Who are these people? Yeah, no chance. Not for me. I'd rather have... Uh, Definitely not. Yeah, agreed. Right, make my day. Take us to the next one. So, uh, TJ Hawkinson, currently not practising at, at the Vikings camp, and uh, there's lots of rumours it's contract-related. Apparently, um, his agents and legal team were in the building this week, and they're very close to a new deal, but until that's actually done, he's not going to be practising, which I guess is fair enough. There's a lot of money on the line, and you don't want to be picking up any sort of injury, but... Yeah, apparently Hawkinson, Vikings, uh, a new deal is close, but he, he's not currently practising at the moment. Yeah, and I think it makes sense. We spoke a few times that, you know, players need to get get the bag, don't they? And I think as long as he's not puffing off to the media and getting shitty agent messages and stuff, I think it's fine, isn't it? It will get done. Yeah, he's just on the sideline. He's keeping his mouth shut and, and you know, hopefully getting the new deal. I think he's going to be really, really good for the, uh, for the Vikings this year. I mean, I'm in a a draft at the moment in one of the FAT leagues and I took Hawkinson fairly high just because I think he's going to smash this year. Yeah, I mean, looking around the league, he's probably one of the few tight ends that has got an opportunity to be the first or the second target, isn't he, really? I mean, look at the Chiefs. It's obviously Kelsey first. Baltimore, it's probably Mark Andrews. And then TJ Hawkinson's probably the next in line, isn't he, really? Other than Jefferson, he's going to be the second target in this offense. So not many tight ends are in that position. He's going to be great. Yeah, I mean, it looks like uh, Jefferson and Addison may be um, the, uh, the X and the Z. So, yeah, I mean, it leaves a lot of the intermediate work for Hawkinson, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. And actually, I quite like KJ Osborne, who's been getting some really good reports out of camp as well. They're going to use him a lot. And, you know, I think Kirk Cousins can luzz it about a bit. So there's a lot of value in that offense, I think, in there, really. Yeah, 100%. So uh, take us down to uh, New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, this one, I don't even know why this is news, to be honest with you, because he's long past being a, 
a dynasty lad, but he's a boy that we both liked um, a while ago. So Eno Benjamin actually was in the, at the Saints and another torn Achilles. So he's out for the season. Um, don't really think this has any impact, but he was a lad that, you know, had a, a path to some touches a year or so ago, didn't he? But never quite made it. I mean, he was a guy that you would have liked to have seen stay in Arizona because I think he could have had a bit of a role this year. Yeah, I mean, that, that's what we both rostered him for a year or so ago, didn't we? Because there was a very clear path. And I think in, at the Saints, they've got three, four guys ahead of him. and But it's never nice to see a, an Achilles, really. What is he now, 25, tearing your Achilles? It's not great, is it? Um, yeah. So that could be him done in the league completely. Yeah, not much record of production. I mean, he's had a couple of flash games, but no real record or production. And, and now the Achilles, that, that's probably him done, isn't it? Sad as we go through these and... We're mentioning a lot of these guys being done, but that's that's how the league works, isn't it? Yeah, particularly the running back, which um, you know that's why they want to get paid. It's it's real shame to see. But uh, yeah, take us to the next one. So, um, Keishon Butte uh, apparently making lots of highlight plays in camp. Are you buying into this? Do we do we care? Is he going to make the roster? Um, I don't know either way on Boutte at the moment. I mean, there was the report, the early reports was that he was terrible in camp, but now he's kind of taken to it and he's been doing well in, in the last few days or the last few or the last week or so. So I don't really know what to make of it until I really see him in some action. I mean, I think the Patriots will give him every chance to make the roster and every chance to sort of have a role there, but it's just whether he takes it, isn't it? What do you, what do you take from it? Are you, are you one way or the other at the moment? I don't really know. Similar to you, we just don't know. I think he's got all the ability, but he's clearly just got an attitude problem because the camp reports have been dreadful. And then all of a sudden he's making plays. So it's just whether he wants to do it or not. But there's another lad in New England that seems to be rising a lot at the moment. And, you know, there's a very, there's a chance he might not make the roster or not make the 53. So, yeah, we'll have to see if he gets any uh, any work in the preseason. But I, I don't quite know where to where to call him at the moment. He's a bit of a hold if you've got him, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, we were talking about the other guy that you brought up um, uh, in our group this week, and we're going to be mentioning him later when we talk about the uh, the Patriots preseason game. So, yeah, nice little teaser there for uh, one of your boys. You've picked him up everywhere, but we'll we'll come to that a bit later on. Absolutely. Take us to Detroit. So, our boy uh, Teddy Bridgewater finally gets the uh, a backup job in the league. He's going to be uh, signing in Detroit this year and, and backing up Jared Goff until sort of Hendon Hooker hits some fitness. But um, I think it's just a safety move from Detroit, isn't it? You're going to get more of the same out of Bridgewater that you can get out of Goff, and it's a scheme fit. He's reliable, great look, great locker room guy as well. So, makes a bit of sense there, doesn't it? Yeah, I think he's you know as you said, it's a scheme fit. He- fairly similar player to Jared Goff in fairness and it's just because Hendon Hooker he's going to redshirt this year and it's probably the best thing to do um, I know that you really liked Hendon Hooker but I mean what are you thinking for his dynasty value because I think he's very unlikely to get any looks this season at all he's going to redshirt the entire season he's 26 isn't he I think I mean he's very realistic he could be 27 years old before he gets even on the field I mean does it affect his dynasty value do you think um, yeah, his value's probably going to drop and by the end of the season you can probably get him for a third in a lot of places, can't you? So if you do like Hendon Hooker, I do. Um, try and hold out until the end of the season and drop those thirds if, if you still believe in him. But yeah, I mean, he's got a bit of a... Uh, I guess a lot of it depends on how Goff plays this year, doesn't it? If if there's if he was if he's going to be as good as he was last season. I think Goff's up for renewal as well soon, so it depends really on Goff how he plays and what they do with his contract, doesn't it? 
It really does. And I think the way he has played in that offense and the scheme that they've got, there's a very good chance that he could get paid, Goff. I don't think it's impossible that they pay him. Um, so I don't know. Like you, I do like Hennon Hooker, but it's probably a, a long path for him to be dynasty relevant, unfortunately. But if you can pick him up for a third at some stage, it's probably worth the upside just because he could be a starting quarterback. Yeah, definitely. He could catch on somewhere else as well if they do renew Goff and decide to trade him. But um, I'm with you. I think I think Goff could get paid again. I mean, he's not going to get top level money, but I, I do think he could get paid again in Detroit because he, he's worked really well there. He works well with Ben Johnson. I guess some will depend on how long Ben Johnson stays, but um, I, I'm uh, confident on Goff this season. I think he's going to be good. Yeah, agreed. I think he's actually a really decent value. I sold him in a couple of leagues last year. Um, for a first, just because his value wasn't that high, but I'd probably regret it in hindsight. If you can get Goff for a first in a Superflex League, it's probably not not the end of the world, is it? Yeah, I've got him in in the uh, Future League, and there's a couple of teams that need a quarterback there, but one of them just keeps offering way below his value, so I'm not doing anything yet until he has a couple of games where he pops off. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, can you please take us through this next one, because I know you're going to be fuming reading it. Yeah, I didn't really want to do this one. I wanted to leave this one to you. But um, Chase Claypool, so largely positive in camp, and uh, he could be huge for the Bears this year. This year, A lot of the beat writers are suggesting that he's been the uh, the wide receiver too in camp. He's been doing really well, and he's got a good link up with uh, Fields. But, um, yeah, to tag on to that, classic Claypool, he's, he's currently injured at the moment as well. But um, what do you make of this news? I mean, I'm going to use it to try and move him if I can, because I've got him in loads of places. You know, I liked Claypool for a long time and it, it, you cannot get a thing for him. I can't even get a third in really deep leagues, which is, is mad, really. Um, I refuse to cut him just yet because I'm, I just know that someone will pick him up. And there is a role for him, isn't there? Just because he's a very different receiver to DJ Moore and Mooney. Um, he's a big physical presence. But as you said, he's just a bit soft. He's just never healthy. Every other day you're getting a notification on sleeper that he's questionable. And I just think, I don't really want that around my building. So, I mean, do you believe any of it? You're a Bears man. Do you think he could have a good season? A lot of the the beat writers are actually really positive on him at the moment. But then, as I said, he he just goes down with injury every other day. But um, I don't know um, if he's got a rapport with Fields. And I think we're going to try and get some value out of him just because of the pick we spent on him, which was ridiculous. But... um, I think he's one to just wait and watch on, really, Claypool, see what he does. But um, more the clear number one. Um, I think that number two is a bit open because you've got Mooney, you've got Claypool. I mean, you've got Komet at tight end. Tyler Scott as well has been having a really good camp and they really like him there as well. So he's going to come into it. But um, it's just nice for us that we've got better receivers than we had last year. Yeah, I think Tyler Scott could come into it towards the end of the year because he's going to be the Mooney replacement, isn't he? Comps very, very closely to Mooney. But there just has to be a role for a big physical receiver. But I don't know. Do you really want the second or the third option on probably a fairly run-heavy side? I, I don't know. Um, as you said, probably a wait and see for Claypool. But could be dreadful, but he could be could be fine. You just don't know. Yeah. So um, um, We're well, on to yeah. slightly more positive news. You Take us this one. Yeah, so Sky Moore, um, Chiefs wide receiver, uh, rookie last year. This is his second year, but... He's apparently flying in camp. Um, he's going to start in two wide receiver sets. I'm not sure who that tags as the wide receiver one, whether that's Valdez, Scantling or somebody else. But um, yeah, Sky Moore has been flying in camp. He's been a trusted man of uh, of Patrick Mahomes. It's just whether that carries on into the season, isn't it? How do you read this one? Well, I'm quite pleased with this because this is a guy that we've been on for quite a while and moved from quite a bit last season. 
and uh, yeah, it's just nice hearing a constant buzz out of camp because he's doing everything right. He a lot of training in the off season, and uh, he's going to be excellent. And a lot of people are on Rashi Rice, and we've said quite a few times. I think Rice is just Sky Moore a year ago. You're going to have to wait on Rice, whereas Moore. I mean, what is the ceiling for Sky Moore really? Could he? I know it's probably a bit much, but could he be a wide receiver one in fantasy? Is that possible? Um, maybe not a one, maybe a back end one at wide receiver two. I mean, wide receiver one, he's got to be one of the top 12 in the league, isn't he? I just don't know if he's going to get that volume with Kelsey there, but I do think he can, he can take a lot of that juju work and he's been trusted of Mahomes and that intermediate area as well. And he can play outside as well more. I just think that he's so much more in tune to the offense this year. He, he's commented himself that the, uh, the playbook was so difficult to pick up and, the Chiefs' playbook is quite complex, so um, yeah, Rashi Rice will probably find it out this year, won't he? Yeah, definitely. I mean, just looking last year, though, so the back end of the wide receiver one, Christian Kirk finishes the wide receiver 11. I mean, it's, I don't think it's impossible. I think it's very unlikely, but I don't think it's impossible that if Sky Moore ends up being the wide receiver one there, gets, I don't know, eight, nine targets a game, there is a, a path that he could be a wide receiver one. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm holding everywhere I've got him. I think the price, if you're trying to buy now, is probably getting higher and higher. I mean, I wouldn't sell him for, I don't think I'd even sell him for a first. I'd want a lot more than a first, which people just wouldn't want to pay at the moment, would they? Yeah. I mean, you and I picked him up in loads of leagues last year, just because we liked him coming out and we were happy to wait on him for a year, I think. So yeah, you and I have got him in everywhere. Yeah. And I'm not selling for anything less than a couple of firsts, I think, which is mad. So, uh, yeah, um, but I'll take us across to Las Vegas and Josh Jacobs still isn't in the building. Not been much talk on that this week, is there really? And, and what's going to happen with his contract? But obviously all the depth charts have been flying up this week and Zemir White is listed as the RB1 in, in Las Vegas. Um, do we believe it? Is he going to open the season as the RB1? What, what are your thoughts? I think he probably does at the moment. I mean, will Jacobs eventually get paid and turn up there or not I don't know I mean Jacob seems quite intent on sitting out I don't know whether that can last into the season I'm not sure these running backs are financially in a position to do that but um, Zamir White's going to be getting all the work so I mean why wouldn't you run with him if he's getting all the work and there's not much behind him really at the moment either really it's only Bolden and Abdullah so yeah he's getting a lot of the work but um, what do you see happening with Jacobs? A few weeks ago, I thought he'd get some. I, I thought he'd get paid. I think after the Barkley deal happened, I thought they'd try and do something similar. But the closer it gets, it does seem like this could be a bit of a a tricky situation, and he could be holding out. Um, I don't know. We're very close to the start, aren't we? I think he is going to. Yeah, I think start of the season, he's not going to be there, is he? At the moment, it doesn't look like it, does it? So yeah, that means Zamir White is the current running back one, doesn't it? And if he does hold out, though, are the Raiders going to go into the season with Zamir White as the RB1? Or does that then bring into play somebody like a Zeke or a Lenny to, you know, just to bolster the room a little bit? I, just, I can't imagine they're going to go with Zamir White and Brandon Bolden as like the RB room for the year. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I think if uh, Jacobs continues to hold out, then it'll be one of those guys you've mentioned. Even our boy Kareem Hunt might get a, might get a look in. But yeah, they'll, they'll definitely take someone if this holdout continues. Yeah, but I think if you've got Zemir White, we've said a few times, he, again, he's got a path to fantasy relevance and you've just got to hold him and hope at this stage because I don't think anyone's really going to buy him. If you can sell him for a second, you might want to, but I don't know, I'd, I'd rather roll the dice and see if he gets the gig. Yeah, same. Yeah, so um, 
In other news, in Buffalo, Damien Harris is out with an undiagnosed knee issue. Um, doesn't sound great, does it? Um, but 33-year-old Latavius Murray looking really, really good in camp and talk that he, he went for a 70-yard run the other day in camp and for a touchdown. Bit of a weird situation here. Do you think Murray could have some relevance? I think you picked him up in a couple of leagues a month or so ago, didn't you? Yeah, I picked him up um, just, you know, we always try and look ahead and Harris has had his injury issues and Murray's just one of those backs. He never seems to be injured. He's really, really, really good at all fundamentals of the running back position. Excellent pass blocker. He can catch if need be. He's just a really good runner and, you know, despite his age, he's still got a little bit of burst to him as well. As you mentioned the other day, he had the training camp 70-yard run and I think they're really, really happy with him. All the, all the word coming out is that he's looked really good. I think he's going to be their goal line back if Harris stays out injured, but um, I'll just see more work for James Cook as well. What about you? Yeah, I think that's it, really. I think we'll have to see what happens with Harris, who could have some value as a short yardage back just in touchdown upside. Um, but, but this room, I've said a few times, we, we like uh, James Cook, don't we? And a lot of really positive talk about James Cook coming out. But I think Murray's worth a dart throw. You know, if you've got a spare roster spot and he's got a path there if Harris is out, isn't he? So, But I think... He's probably the exception. There's not many 33-year-old running backs that look look bursty at this sort of age, do they? Yeah, I mean, it seems like every year for the past three years, people just end up adding Latavius Murray late in the season just because he's picking up work and doing really well. I mean, he did really well at the Broncos last year as well, didn't he? Yeah, well, he's gone Broncos. He was in Baltimore. Like He just turns up and you imagine he's just a really decent pro to have around the building and performs quite well so there is definitely a path and I don't think I've got him anywhere just because my roster's uh, fairly full at the moment but there's definitely a, a bit of upside there isn't there yeah 100% so let's uh, let's talk about this uh, this battle going on in uh, Tampa Bay the uh, the quarterback battle Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask have you ever wor- heard of a worse battle than these two clowns well, I, I did. A, I'm a Giants fan, mate. So I had to watch the corpse of Eli Manning battle the rookie Daniel Jones at one point. So um, I've seen uh, I've seen battles over the years, but I mean, this is a disaster, isn't it? Well, Mayfield apparently is throwing picks for fun in in camp, and and Trask is not throwing any, or he's thrown one, I think. But a lot of people are saying that Mayfield is trying to push the envelope, whereas Trask has been super. Uh, super calm with what he does with his work and he's making sure not to turn it over so that the team know they've got an option in him that's kind of safe. So just sounds really terrible all round, doesn't it? I feel for those uh, Buccaneers wide receivers. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if Mayfield, I thought this is a chance for him to, to maybe sort of have a bit of a resurgence. He did really well in that couple of game stint for the Rams last year and just sounds like he's having a bit of a crap camp. But that said, there's been a lot of positive reports about his presence in the locker room. Maybe he has matured a little bit. And I think we're quite big fans of Jameis Winston. I don't hate interceptions, to be honest. I'd much rather a quarterback who wants to throw it around and go for those deep completions than somebody like Kyle Trask who's just going to go for the easy little dump-offs. I just don't really think there's any upside there. So surely Mayfield starts the season. They're not going to go to Trask as a starter. Yeah, I'd start with Mayfield, and I think the Buccaneers end up starting with Mayfield. I mean... What I've seen out of Kyle Trask, I don't think he's very good at all. And like you say, you just don't want him to keep checking down when you've got the wide receivers that they've got there, do you? So, yeah, just going back on Jameis, I mean, the year he threw 30 interceptions, he also threw for over 5,000 yards. So it's just a question of what you want, isn't it? Yeah, exactly that. And, you know, Mayfield's never quite hit it, but I, I definitely think he'll start the season. I do wonder, though, do they, if Mayfield comes out and he's an absolute disaster, 
do they sign someone? I mean, a Carson Wentz, because I just can't see them going with Kyle Trask. He's rubbish. And actually, there's a lot of talk that he, he's not that dedicated to football. He doesn't really train, do any of the extra stuff. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd be comfortable going with Kyle Trask as my backup. He's useless. Yeah, there's a lot of reports out there that he likes the Florida club scene, isn't there as well? And I don't blame him. If I was a quarterback and, you know, a bench quarterback at that in Florida, I'd like the Florida club scene as well. So, um, yeah, can't really blame him. But, yeah, not for me. Got to be Mayfield. And I've tried to sell Mayfield, actually, just because I'm a bit concerned about these reports. And if he doesn't come out and perform even to an average level, they'll just move on and, and he'll be done as a starter in the league, won't he? So I've tried shifting him, but people just aren't aren't biting at all. I mean, I had a couple of comments back. Is he a starting quarterback? So, um, yeah, it didn't go very well. I mean, I've got Mayfield in a couple and I tried uh, tried to sell him for a third and, and no one would have it. So, yeah, he's, his value is not great at the moment. But the thing is, for a third, if I needed a quarterback, even if I needed a quarterback three, I'd pay a third for Mayfield, like comfortably. Because any bum quarterback that comes up in the season, you're going to pay a, a second or a third anyway. Yeah, I mean, people were paying a second for Mike White last year, weren't they? So, yeah, third for Mayfield's easy money now, isn't it? Yeah, I think you sold Mike White for a second in about 10 leagues. So uh, <laughs> I think you changed the, the ADP on Mike White. But we've seen people like Mike White, Gardner Minshew, these people pop up and they go for seconds in season. I mean, Brock Purdy, annoyingly, I picked up Brock Purdy in a couple last year and I sold him for a third thinking that I'd done well. Um, so, yeah, more for me. But, yeah, I'd, I'd happily pay a third for Mayfield if I needed one. Worst case, you've burnt a third. It's not the end of the world, is it? Yeah, my uh, my worst one of those stories was um, I picked up Geno Smith in lots and lots of leagues last year just because I thought there was a chance he'd be the starter in Seattle. Once he was the starter, I started selling him for, for seconds and thirds all over the shop. And, you know, now I'd, I'd likely have him in my team. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think you can predict what's going to happen, can you really? That's, a, that's one of the uh, one of the pitfalls. Yeah, exactly. And if you hold on to him and it doesn't work out and suddenly he's worth nothing. So, yeah, it's difficult. I went the other route last year and I picked up Drew Locke everywhere. Um, so I didn't do very well out of that. But you you picked up our boy Geno everywhere. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> Let's move on to Buffalo. So, uh, so the Buffalo, yeah, Buffalo Bills keep talking up Trent Sherfield. I'm not having this for a second, are you? Well, they reckon he's going to be the wide receiver free there. He's he's really good um, with his run blocking. Um, he's been really good all around the field. And uh, yeah, they're talking him up. But yeah, I'm not having him, to be honest. Um, I, I think there's more chance of Khalil Shakir and, you know, maybe um, who's the little slot guy? Deontay Harty as well. So I'm not really having Sherfield. I mean, he's, he's probably a really good pro, but um, is he going to see much work this year? I just can't see it. And, uh, you know, again, he's not a player that we really like, but there's loads of reports out of camp that Gay Davis is absolutely lighting it up as well. So, um, yeah, I just can't see Sherfield really being an option. W- one player that I just haven't heard a single thing about is Justin Shorter. I mean, when they signed him and started looking into his profile, I thought there could be a path there. He's a really big, strong receiver, looks absolutely elite without a shirt on, which I didn't think I'd be saying on this pod. But have you heard anything about Justin Shorter at all? No, do you know what? I was going to message you earlier about it because I was looking at waivers in one league and Justin Short was on there and it kind of reminded me of him and I thought, oh, I haven't actually heard anything from him and I was going to message you, but um, I just got busy with work and sometimes that happens, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, like you, I've not heard a single thing. I've stashed him on on the bench in loads of, uh, on the taxi squad, sorry, in loads of leagues just because quite like the physical profile, but I've not heard a single thing. He's not the youngest either. I think he's 23 um, as a rookie. So 
yeah, it doesn't sound great that there's not a single bit of news at all about him. Yeah, just based off the fact there's been no news, I think we can write him off and say his career's over. Yeah, completely done for me. So, uh, yeah, not at all. Um, I'll let you take us through this one. I I refuse to speak. So, um, Henry Ruggs, we uh, obviously all know about the accident last year, doing, I don't know, over 150 miles per hour in in his fast car, hit another car, and, and, you know, it's it's resulted in some fatalities. But um, sentence this week, uh, three to ten years in prison. I don't know how the three to ten works, but um, a lot of people are saying that could be five or six, and... uh, he could be out in, in in five or six years. He can't play in the league again, can he? No, and I'll I tell you what was really weird. I mean, this sentence came down three to ten. Let's say he does five, six years. He's on the trending list on Sleeper. I mean, are people adding him to their roster to stash him for the next five years? I don't really understand. I mean, without getting too much into it all, this just isn't enough, is it, for killing someone? You do five years? I mean, it doesn't really feel right. Um and actually, what's he done in the league, really? He was quite a frustrating player to roster. He was a boom-bust deep threat, wasn't he? It was not like he was that great for your fantasy roster anyway. Yeah, I mean, when you've got a, uh, a heavily suspected uh, killer in OJ Simpson allegedly coming out and saying that uh, the term is not enough, then it's probably not enough, is it? Yeah, I quite like the uh, the use of allegedly there, keeping us on the right side of the law. But yeah, I mean, when you've got OJ Simpson uh kicking off about it it doesn't really feel right I mean he's just an idiot and what you're doing driving 150 miles an hour drunk I just don't really understand it all but yeah it doesn't really seem enough he won't play in the league surely how old is he now 24 25 he'd get out when he's nearly 30 barely played in the league not played football for I don't know eight years I don't know um absolute disaster if he if he retains that speed at that age I'm predicting that he'll get into a training camp yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, GMs and teams don't care, do they? If you can catch the ball and produce, then uh, you might get a go. I mean, realistically, though, if he's been in prison for, I don't know, six years, he's been out of the league now for a year or so, he's not going to be football fit, is he, when he comes out? I, I don't know. He can't come in the league, surely. Well, he might be playing for the meme machine while he's inside. Yeah, it's probably probably for the best, to be fair. Um, but, I mean, I don't know enough about the American prison system. I'm sure he have a, a nice little lifestyle in there, won't he? He's got a load of money. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know how it works, but I doubt he's not going to be in the uh, the wing with psychos and, and that, is he? So he's probably going to have a cushion. Yeah, he's life, not going to be bunking with... Yeah, he's not going to be bunking with teabag, is he? He's going to have a nice little wing and <laughs> he'll be good. But uh, yeah, I don't really want to talk about him. It's obviously terrible going around killing people. Um, glad he's out of the league, but it doesn't really seem enough, does it? No, not at all. So next bit of news, Kenny McIntosh is out for multiple weeks with a knee sprain and Kenneth Walker is still not practising. So this was a weird situation, wasn't it? That uh, Walker was talked about as being you know, out for the short term and Charbonnet out indefinitely. And suddenly the rest of the RB room's dead and, and Charbonnet's fit. So what do you make of this room? Yeah, it looks to be, um, I don't know whether they're being uber cautious with uh, Kenneth Walker right now and just keeping him fit and it's a groin injury and, you know, they can be annoying. You've played football, I've played football and groin injuries are a pain. Even something like getting in your car can frustrate it. So, yeah, I think they're just being really, really cautious with Walker as he's he's their confirmed um, running back one. I'm I'm still happy picking up Walker everywhere. I'm not. I'm not that bothered about Charbonnet. I mean, Charbonnet's going to get some work, but I think Walker's still the man there, isn't he? Yeah, I completely agree. I'm not 
really concerned about Charbonnet at all. He'll be fine. But for me, Walker's still, you know, the, the early down back and he's going to have loads of value. So if you can get any sort of discount on Walker, absolutely go for it. It doesn't really bother me at all. Yeah, I think um, Kenny McIntosh being out just means that DJ Dallas um, stays relevant, doesn't it? Another pass catching back. So, yeah, I think that's all that is. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah, take us over to Philadelphia. So um, reports come out yesterday that um, Kenneth Gainwell has been the lead back for the Eagles in camp. This is on this is on rushing downs. Um, Swift's been used purely in the passing game. They reckon there's every chance he could be using like a weird hybrid slot receiver running back role. But um, the surprise really was that Rashad Penny has been used sparingly. I mean, I don't know whether they're just trying to protect him and and um, stop him from getting injured or, or they know what they've got in Penny. But yeah, Gamewell has been the uh, the lead rusher there. What do you make of this that came out yesterday? Yeah, it's a weird one, this, isn't it? I mean, they used Gamewell a lot down the stretch last season, didn't they, when it really mattered? And, you know, he clearly is going to have a role, but I didn't see him being the lead back. I thought he could be battling swift, really, for that third down pass catching role. But yeah, this is really interesting. The Penny stuff, I'm not quite sure what to make because the reports on him have been... You know, he's going to be the early down back and a great value too. He could potentially be cut. So I don't quite know what to make of that. But for me, it just uh, still boosts the stock of our boy Swift because I don't really care if Swift is the early down back. I want him to be the pass catching back and get those receptions. But that's me. What do you reckon? Yeah, I'm still in on uh, DeAndre Swift. I mean, the reports out of camp have been really positive about him. There was a beat writer that said he's going to touch the ball a lot. So, um yeah, still fine with Swift. I, I never know what to make, really, of Gamewell. I don't think he's got the size to be a lead back, but he's clearly a really good running back. I mean, what's the value for Kenneth Gamewell at the moment? I tried to include him in a deal this week and got told that he was a bum. So um, what do you what do you think? He's a really tough one because I've, I've only got him in a couple of leagues now because I did have him before, but I moved him on. I mean, he's definitely worth a second, isn't he? I'm not selling him for a third, really, with these latest reports, but I don't know if anyone wants to pay a second. Um just a, a hold and see what you've got. As you said, I think he hasn't really got the size to be a lead back. So I found that a bit weird. And I think if I remember correctly, he, he missed out a year for COVID as well. He did, didn't go back to college, did he? So um, sort of killed his stock a little bit. But remember at Memphis, he was incredible, weren't he? I mean, really, really high yardage every year. So maybe there's a path. Yeah, I um, is this... This could possibly be his last year, the next one coming up, because he was taken in the fourth or he was taken in a late round, wasn't he? So I'm not sure how long he's got left on his um, Eagles deal. Yeah, he was a fifth round pick. Um, so he's, I think this will be his last year, would it be? Possibly, yeah. This is year three for him, isn't it? So it could be his last year. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Um I mean, I'm not going to go chasing him. I don't necessarily think he is going to be the lead back. Um, it depends who performs, doesn't it, really? And I'd be surprised if they did cut Penny. And just naturally, in terms of profile, if he's fit, he would be the lead back. I mean, he proved last season when he is healthy, Penny can be brilliant. So maybe they're just managing his reps and, you know, saving him for the season. Yeah, I think that's what's going on. I think Penny will be the lead back. I mean, he's on very little money and... They can just use him and run him into the ground until he gets injured. So um, yeah, I'll see Penny as the, as the lead back there and Swift kind of catching passes. But I think they're just seeing what they can, they're seeing what they've got in game. Well, really, there. Um, I mean, it's. I guess we'll see how it plays out, won't we? Yeah, game was a bit of a home run here as well, isn't he? He's got decent speed and you know can take it long. But um, yeah, for me, as I said a few minutes ago, I, I think Swift is the one. This is good news for Swift. People won't think it is, but it really is. If they're going to just funnel targets at him. 
if you're playing in PPR league, which every league that we're in is a PPR league, I think most leagues are now, then a pass-catching running back that's playing in the slot as a receiver, I mean, wheels up for Swift. Yeah, I do predict that the Eagles probably use Boston Scott against your bunch of bums, though. The giant killer, honestly. Sick of it. <laughs> yeah, didn't didn't need to mention that. But yeah, um, bit of a weird room. I suppose we'll see what, what they do in the preseason. But don't think you can read too much into that either because they're just trying stuff out to see what's available, aren't they? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So I'll leave the next piece of news for you. He, he was one of your boys, wasn't he? He was. Um, so another potential bum running back having a really good camp so Kyron Williams uh reports are he's having an excellent camp with the Rams and he's brilliant in you know pass protection and you know really good in the runs so he's splitting first team reps at the moment with Cam Akers so I think Kyron Williams is a guy that I quite liked coming out and he then fell quite a lot and didn't get drafted anywhere near as highly as people thought he would his speed score was a joke I think it was like 4.7 wasn't it uh, for his 40 yard dash so um, his stock completely dropped but I think there is a role for him here because behind Acres, there's not much really to go around so um, I mean do you think Kyron Williams could have a role there? Um, I do think he can have a role there I definitely think that um, he's the next running back behind Acres, isn't he and he's a pass back he's a pass catching specialist so that role's potentially open for him. So, yeah, I mean, he's apparently really, really good in all fundamentals of the position. So um, he's a really good pro. I think he was at Notre Dame and he's come in and he's he's an actual really good pro. So I do think he's going to get a bit of work this year and he's going fairly under the radar at the moment as well. I mean, I know people expect the Rams to be terrible, but if they are, then Williams will be used even more probably in two minutes. Yeah, completely agree. So, I mean, I think I've still got him in one or two just because I refuse to cut him. I drafted him a bit too highly last year. Um, actually, in our rookie league where we draft before the combine, I used a late first on Kyron Williams. Disaster. Um, but, I mean, do you do you think Zach Evans is a threat here? Um, there's a lot of questions around his maturity. So, it depends if he can deal with being a rookie in camp and not getting a lot of reps at the moment and maybe running with a freeze or, or stuff like that. It depends how he comes through that sort of stuff. But he's got he's got the profile and the skill set to make a, make a dent in here, uh, the Rams. It's just a lot of it apparently is down to his maturity. So I guess we'll see. Yeah, and I know people are quite high and I think they compare him and Sean Tucker a bit because sort of fairly high stock that tanked a bit in the draft. But I think Zach Evans hasn't really got the same profile. He's never really produced at an elite level, didn't really act as a workhorse in college. So, I mean, there is a path that he could get some use, but I don't think it will happen soon. I really don't. I mean, he capped out his highest in his last season in college, 144 attempts for 936 yards. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's not exactly amazing, is it? Yeah, it's not something to write home about from a college profile position, is it really? No, and I think we've said a few times on here as well, the way McVeigh treats his running backs in his running back room all it takes is for acres to you know miss a blocking assignment or miss something and suddenly Kyron Williams could be in the starting gig so yeah as you said just one to monitor through pre-season but there's potentially a role there for Kyron Williams yep so on to the um the pre-season games from last night now so uh the first one up uh Patriots 9 Texans 20 so from the Pat side of things, um, Bailey Zappi took the bulk of the, of the QB snaps. It looked looked quite good from the, the highlights that I've saw, and I caught up on um, Game Pass this morning. Malik Cunningham, so he, he come in and he played a bit of wide receiver and a bit of quarterback, and he had a nice rushing touchdown. I don't know if you've seen the rushing touchdown. 
I have, yeah. I've, I've not seen the, the full highlights, but I've sort of seen the highlights of the, the plays just scrolling through Twitter and stuff. So, yeah, quite pleased with Malik Cunningham. He's a player that we both liked um, coming out, didn't we? It seems like um, we'll, Bill will try and use him wherever he can be usable. And he, I think Bill might probably like the skill set that he's got there. So, yeah, he played a bit of wide receiver and a bit of quarterback last night. So, yeah, use him all around. But um, none of the Pats' backups really did anything. And, and people were saying they didn't, they didn't really show out when they could have done. So a lot of reports now that the Pats will look to bring in a, a veteran running back. But um, I don't know how that's going to fold out. But um, Tyquan Thornton, apparently he's falling down the depth chart um, every single day. And uh, just as he falls, then Demario Douglas, your boy that you added everywhere last week, he seems to be rising up the charts. And apparently Douglas, he didn't get a lot of work last night because they're saving him with the ones. So he's already wide receiver four behind Juju Parker and Bourne, apparently. Demario Douglas, he's moved up that quickly. And that's very rare for uh, a Patriots camp, isn't it? It really is as a rookie, and actually, he was a sixth round pick. So, I mean, it's very rare that a sixth round pick gets held out of preseason games because they're already in the first team. Um, so, yeah, first, just on Tycon Thornton, and he was a guy that I thought had a path really this season. Second round pick last year, and could be that sort of deep threat in the Bill O'Brien offense. But, yeah, the reports don't seem good now after some early buzz. And, you know what Bill's like if you're not producing, you're not, your draft capital doesn't mean a thing, does it? So, yeah. Um, but Demario Douglas, you saw me add him last week in, I think I had him in 14 leagues. Um, there were two or three that I just didn't have a roster spot. I just really liked the reports. I was looking, you know, through camp reports and he was just getting loads of buzz, all the right things being said. He works really hard. He's a really good route runner. I mean, I didn't really do much on him coming out just because he was quite deep and gave him a cursory little glance. But the stock's really rising and, and actually looking at the rest of that room, Juju, I mean, Parker, they've just paid strangely, but... I don't think Kendrick Bourne is, is much of a threat. So very easily, he could be the wide receiver three here. I suppose the real question is how much value does the wide receiver three have when they're going to be playing 12 personnel quite a lot, you know, dumping it off to Stevenson as well. So, I mean, Douglas is my boy, but what do you make of him? I think he's definitely worth um, rostering because you don't know how much he can keep rising up that chart. I mean, I don't, I know they paid Parker, but I don't think they've got much uh, stock in him or, Kendrick Bourne was in the doghouse last year, so you know that could easily happen again. So you want to take rookies like that that could just keep rising up the chart. And for the Pats to to sort of keep moving him up like that, it's very very rare. So yeah, definitely one to roster moving ahead. I think. Yeah, again, just keep an eye on it. And I suppose you know the only way I found out about him really that he was rising up is just being a bit of a nerd and looking at all sort of camp reports, follow all the beat writers on Twitter and just keep an eye on the buzz. And worst case, you add him. If it doesn't work out, you can just cut, can't you? Because he didn't cost me. I don't think I've paid a single dollar anywhere of my fab. It was just added for free. Um, and I think if I was going to move him now, people could be interested. If he keeps rising, even if you get a third, you know, you've got a third out of nothing. So keep uh, keep an eye on these sort of rosters and see what you need to add. Yeah, they're the nice little wins that we uh, talk about. But just going back to the... Uh... The Patriots running backs. So Pierre Strong played a fair bit last night. Didn't really do much with the work that he had. Kevin Harris apparently didn't look great. Didn't sharp in any of the highlights that I watched. But what do you make of the running back situation there? Yeah, it doesn't look great, does it? I know that um, we both quite like Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris, to be fair. But I don't think it really changes much. It's the first preseason game. Um, weird situation going on with Stevenson, but... I mean, they're still sniffing around the veterans, aren't they? So they could still add someone. One person that did pop up that made me laugh is JJ Taylor. I completely forgot that he's still knocking around, still in the building. 
Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna be a patriot for life. But he's he's a midget as well, isn't he? I think he's five six. I think he's smaller than you, isn't he? Yeah, he's definitely he's actually smaller than me. So yeah, five six, hundred and ninety pounds, I think. So yeah, fairly stocky, five foot six. I mean, there's been no real news about this Stevenson situation other than the the comments last week and they interviewed him and he didn't quite know why he wasn't getting full reps but I mean is this just Bill managing a player I don't know what they're doing there yeah probably a little bit of Bill managing him and and maybe I don't know trying to ground him you know what these old school football guys are like but um I don't see any um I don't see any threat really from anyone on the roster maybe currently at the moment I just think they could bring in a vet running back but I think they wanted someone for the third down work anyway because you know, Stevenson kind of died out at the end of last year and they reckon they don't want to give him that sort of volume that he had again last year. Mm, I mean, they did bring in James Robinson really early in the off-season, didn't they? And obviously moved on fairly quickly. So they've definitely got an appetite to add something in this room. I know that Zeke was in the building for quite a while and left, linked to Dalvin Cook. So they're going to add something. Just a question of what. And I think if and when they do, you might need to adjust your ranks a bit on Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris, uh, depending on who they add. If it's a Kareem Hunt type player and if he is fit, that's going to be a bit of a knock to Pierre Strong, I think. Yeah, 100%. So take us through the uh, the Texans from last night. Yeah, so in the Texans, I've not seen the full highlights. I've sort of looked up of some of the plays. Um, CJ Stroud only had four passes and one of those went for an interception, which is not great, but I don't think we really care too much. It's his first NFL action, isn't it? Um, but the real highlight really was Tank Dell went off and he just looked really, really good all night from what I've seen. So five catches for 65 yards and a touchdown. He was just creating yards of separation for fun, wasn't he? And at one point he, he ran this uh, stop and comeback route and the defender was just on the floor, actually fell over. So did you manage to catch any of our boy Tank Dell? Yeah, so I watched the highlights and yeah, he, he looked like he was getting separation all evening. But they said he's been doing this in camp and, and pre-season games. They just want to see if he can still do it against other teams. And last night kind of shows that he can and caught a nice touchdown as well. Did you see the touchdown? He kind of juggled it a little bit in the end zone, didn't he? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he sort of fell back and popped up in the air and he managed to get it down so decent concentration and what I found quite interesting about him though is that he didn't look 165 pounds he doesn't look as small as he actually is if that makes sense uh, getting really decent separation and you know I, I really enjoyed watching him play I think his stock's definitely rising isn't it yeah I mean I've seen him comped to a, a little smaller golden Tate and you know there might be some credence to that so that'd be nice if he can sort of get on that trajectory wouldn't it yeah, definitely. So um, he's a player that we've sort of gone up and down a little bit on. That in at first we were both out just based on the size, and he'd have to be a massive outlier to come through and actually perform. But he looks like he could be an outlier. Um, really, really looked great last night. And if you can create separation, then your size doesn't really matter because he's not going to be going up for contested catches or you know loads of yards after the tackle. It's it's just going to be fun to watch, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's halfway there creating separation, isn't he? I mean, a lot don't even do that. No, exactly. I mean, in terms of the rest of the uh, the room, really, I don't think there's too much to really look into. But Devin Singletary didn't do very much today. He's likely just going to be a handcuff for Damian Pierce. And Darion Ogunbowale is going to be the third down back. Um, saw Mike Boone actually uh, led the team in yards from rushing last night. A uh, bit of a blast from the past. But 
I don't think there's much really to worry about in this room other than Damien Pierce, who obviously didn't play last night. Yeah, I think this kind of shows that Pierce is all set to dominate the touches there. I mean, he can catch as well, Pierce, and it looks down, looks like he might have a, a fairly decent role there with the Texans in regards to volume because Singletary, very pedestrian, didn't do a lot last night, and he is what he is, and they reckon it's a battle between Ogun Bawali and uh, Mike Boone for any sort of third down work, but this to me just suggests a big role for Damien Pierce for the season, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just going back to CJ Stroud, obviously not a great start for him. Four passes and an interception. He also got sacked, I think, on one of his first drives. Do you actually care? Does it matter at all? Um, I haven't actually looked at, you know, the O-line and whether they had the starters out there, but I doubt it. I just don't think we need to read anything into this at all, do we? No, not at all. I mean, uh, you're not going to expect him to come out firing straight away. This is going to happen for rookies and... You'd almost be surprised if it didn't happen for these rookies. Um, like you say, I don't think he had the O-line out there, so that's not really going to matter. Um, no, I don't really take anything into it. I think Stroud's going to be fine this year. Yeah, completely agree. There's been a bit of buzz about um, Davis Mills, and I'm sure that people will be adding him now because he looks fine, but that's just what he is. He's a, he's a solid backup quarterback now, is he, in the league? And He was fine for a couple of seasons, and I think if he ever does need to come in, he's just going to be fine. I don't think you need to add him anywhere. Yeah, I'd rather add Heather Mills, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Agree there. Um, all right, we'll take us down to uh, Seahawks and the Vikings. Yeah, so Seahawks 24, Vikings 13. So um, Drew Locke, 17 of 24, 191 yards, two touchdowns. And obviously with Drew, you get the interception as well, thrown in, he likes one of those. But um, Bryant Kobach was the lead back last night, and he actually looked quite good. Um, caught some passes as well, nice um couple of plays for Brian Kobach. I watched the highlights again of this this morning. But um, one of the standouts, Jake Bobo, I think we mentioned him um, pre-season as one of the guys that could potentially come through in their depth um, receivers. Three for 55 and a touchdown. He actually looked fairly decent in the highlights that I saw. So um, Jake yeah, Bobo. Yeah, he's Bobo. one that I flagged actually, yeah. Yeah, one to keep an eye on because, you know, he, they need some depth there as well, don't they, behind the three main guys. Yeah, they definitely do. And he's, um, you know, a, a bit of a different profile. He's very tall. He's six foot four, over 200 pounds. So he, he could be a bit of an alpha. I know they've obviously got Metcalf, but Lockett's certainly not an alpha. And Smith and Jigba's not he's a different type of alpha, isn't he? So there could be a role on the outside there for Bobo. But yeah, nice um, nice preseason jaunt for him, isn't it? But Drew Lock's always fun. I, I do have a bit of a soft spot for Drew Lock, probably because of the, uh, the rapping on the sidelines and stuff. But He's just going to be a fun career backup, isn't he, I think? Yeah, I mean, he's another guy, like we say, you'd rather him luzz it around and, and you know, take risks with throws. And he he definitely does that, doesn't he? You won't want him to change that. No, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, your boy Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, first action. What do you make of it? Yeah, very limited on the on the highlights, but he just went for three for 25. Very limited work. I think that might have been the only the only work that he got. But another um, pre-season guy that we said to keep an eye on, Matt Landers, so he, um, he's he got an amazing athletic profile and he, he caught the final touchdown of the game. I mean, it was it was pretty poor. I mean, Holton Arles, the uh, Seahawks backup quarterback, just loved one up in the air as he was getting a sack and Matt Landers kind of made a comeback route and, and caught it and, and took it to the house. But yeah, Jake Bober and Matt Landers are, are two Seahawks young guys to, to definitely keep an eye on going forward, I think. Yeah, nice. I mean, Jackson Smith and Jake Brez, you said, Three catches, 25 yards, just a little trot around. I don't think you need to analyse him at all. He's just going to get healthy. He's going to be brilliant, isn't he? Yeah, so um, talk us through the Vikings. 
Yeah, so uh, I mean, the Vikings, um, obviously second strings, but Nick Mullins was uh, playing in the quarterback, and he was fine, weren't he? Threw 139 yards and threw a touchdown, so that was absolutely fine. Don't need to read too much into that. I think Jaron Hall's a guy that you know a lot of people were hyping as a bit of a, a specimen, but he's just a project quarterback, isn't he? And he came in, completed six out of 14, not great really from the rookie. Um, but I think the running back room was quite interesting because Ty Chandler is a guy that we quite touted a bit as a, a bit of a stash and see, but the recent reports have been terrible that he, you know, he might not be the running back too. And I think you and I said a few days ago, he could very well be done, but he looked very good last night, didn't he? Um, 11 rushes for 41 yards, but the receiving work was decent. You know, four receptions for 29 yards. And the important thing is actually really good in pass protection, which will get him on the field and keep him on the active roster. couple of plays, he was just excellent at protecting the quarterback, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he looked very, very sprightly. Like we know, he's, he, I think he's got 4-3-8 speed. But yeah, he, he looked really good. He catches really well. Um, and like you say, excellent pass protection will get him will get him on the field because they really don't like their quarterback being hit or running backs missing assignments. And he was really good with that last night and um, yeah, really positive outing for him last night. I think Kenny and Nwangu's, uh unfit at the moment. I think Dwayne McBride got a little bit of action. But yeah, really, really positive for Chandler. And, and, and like you say, he's a guy that we've repped, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, the rest of that running back room, though. So Dwayne McBride is another guy that people thought could have a path to touches. Bit of pedigree in Dwayne McBride's profile, but six attempts last night for 15 yards, not great. Um, and Wong Wu, for me, I've got no interest in Wong Wu. He's fine, but he's a special teams guy. It means he's going to be active, but I just don't really think... I can't see a situation where Wong Wu's going to be the starting running back. You know, if, if anyone goes down, they're not going to turn to Wong Wu, are they? No, I'm with you. I think Wong Wu's purely special teams. What do you make of Abram Smith? Because this is a player that when he first came out, he had a bit of, um, you know, people were stashing him a couple of years ago, weren't they? I think he was in New Orleans and then trots off to XFL and he's been excellent up there. There's been loads of highlights last season that he's been just taking the piss really in the XFL and suddenly pops up a week or so ago in uh, in Minneapolis. Um, I mean, is there a path that he could be okay? Seven attempts last night for 18 yards. Yeah, I mean, sometimes in the NFL, this sort of happens, doesn't it? You'll get a guy out of nowhere that suddenly becomes relevant. And, you know, there's a ambiguous enough backfield behind Madison that, that Abram Smith could find himself in a role. I think um, he was very similar in profile to Tyler Algier. He was, a, he was a linebacker as well, similar to Algier was. And both of them are kind of big bruising backs. But, um, yeah, I mean, Abram Smith could find himself in a role here because they don't really have that profile of, of a big bruising back, do they? No, exactly. I mean, Ty Chandler looked really bursty last night and a bit of a home run here. McBride, decent, but really like rock hands. And even Madison, he's going to be the running back one, but he's not exactly like an alpha at all. So there is a possibility that Smith could do well. And I quite liked him coming out and I stashed him when he was in New Orleans and he went to the XFL and did brilliantly. But he's got a profile of being... um a workhorse back last season for Baylor, 257 attempts for 1,600 yards in his last season. I mean, that's a proper workhorse profile, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it might have just taken him going to the XFL and, and realising what it took to be a pro and, and just picking up some stuff there. And he's coming with a different mindset now. I mean, there's definitely a chance there for him to get a role in, in that running back rotation, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the only reason I, I would be against adding... Chandler and Smith really is that they can't really go on your taxi squads unless you've got different settings really whereas McBride can yeah. so you know if you can stash McBride on your, on your taxi roster that's fine if you've got a spare roster spot 
I think you can take a pot shot on a couple of these players and see because someone's going to get a job, uh, whether it's Ty Chandler or Abram Smith or McBride. There's a job there for the taking, isn't there? Yeah, this is where you need to keep your eye on camp reports from, from Vikings and, and where you need to kind of pick up on pre-season games with the Vikings. I mean, there's there's situations out there at various different franchises where you need to pay more attention and see see who's getting the, the work in, in pre-season and in camp, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. Um but let's have a look at the wide receivers because we talked a bit about the, the running backs. Jalen Rager, back from the dead, four receptions last night for 55 yards, um, led the team, which was a bit of a surprise. And Keel Harry actually got on the uh, on the field, two receptions for 24 yards. Jordan Addison had a little trot about, got one reception for 22 yards, but a lot of really positive reports from Addison again coming out of camp, other than driving his car 180 miles an hour for a vet appointment, apparently. Um but yeah, read anything into this wide receiver room? Is there a, a Rager resurgence coming? I mean, he looked fairly good and he, he connected quite well with Mullins from the highlights that I saw. But um, just going back to Jordan Addison, he made an, an amazing sideline catch where he tapped his toes, but it got given uh, it got given out of bounds incorrectly. He was actually in bounds, but he looked really good, Addison. He got one catch for 22 yards. Of, he made had really good separation. I think that was Mullins in at quarterback as well. But um yeah, I, I really like Addison for the season. Addison, Jefferson, Hawkinson is nice, and you've got KJ Osborne there as backing up. But if they can get a little bit out of Reagan, and that's that's a really nice depth option, isn't it? And he he, look, he looked fairly good in the action that I saw last night, Reagan. So I don't know, maybe there's something left there. Yeah, he's been a bit of a disaster pick, really, isn't he? And obviously came out, we both quite liked him, mistakenly, but he's still only 24. He's probably going to be the wide receiver four there, and he might have some... Uh, some boom weeks, but I don't really think I've got any interest in rostering him, but, but good luck. I think, you know, good to see Addison try out on the field. He's going to be really, really strong, isn't he? Yeah, I definitely think so. So um, we'll, we'll try and caps um, recap more of the preseason games next week. Cause I think we've got one tonight, some tomorrow and some on Sunday, haven't we spread out over the weekend? Yeah, there's a bit of a full weekend of action. So uh, yeah, we're really looking forward to, you know, flagging all the positive stuff for our players and ignoring the negative. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, uh, as we tend to do or, or try to do on this show as well, we'll go through the trades that Sean or I have completed this week. Um, I've only got the one this week. I don't think Sean's got any. but um, So just go through this trade. This is in um, our actor and writer league. It's one quarterback, uh, tight end premium. So it was just we've messed around with a lot of settings over the years and trying to make different leagues different in some way just so that we can you know test our strategy. But yeah, one quarterback league. I think I've only I only roster three quarterbacks in in my league, but in, in my team. But so last week I traded AJ Brown. Uh, I sent AJ Brown, and I got back Amon Rasant Brown, Josh Downs, a twenty three second and a twenty four second. Now from my side of things, I just I think that AJ Brown and Amon Rasant Brown are probably similar tiers. They're both wide receiver ones. I just think Amon Ra is going to get monster volume this year. Brown's had his injuries before. The big thing for me, three years age difference. So, yeah, I was happy to do that and get the extra pieces added on. But you're in that league. What did you make of this one? Yeah, I mean, I nearly called the police on you again for the second week running because uh, I think it's a massive win for you. I, I don't think there's much of a gap at all between Brown or, or Amon Ra. So, I mean, in our rankings the other week, I think I had AJ Brown one spot ahead and I think you had Amon Ra. So they're comparable players. As you said, you've moved in the same tier for a player that's a lot younger 
got Josh Downs, who we both like as an upside player, and you've got two free seconds. So, yeah, I think it's a, a really nice win for you. I think the only thing to flag on the seconds, though, this is a league that uh, it's a lottery draft as well. So you don't have any idea where they're going to be, those seconds. They could very well be the, you know, the 201, but they could very well be the 212. So, um, but yeah, I really like this deal for you. Very, very high on Amon Ross St. Brown, and you've got a few throw-ins to make it nice yeah I, I value picks very very low in that league I, I tend to trade them all so i'll only use those seconds in in deals anyway I, I don't care about picks in that league to be honest i mean i think this year i only had one or two and, and one of those was bryce young in the third i mean the quarterbacks fall in that league because it's one qb so i just added bryce young to my depth in i think this year i only had the one pick but um you've got um quite a good side in that league haven't you I have, yeah, I had to rebuild and it was frustrating because, um, you know, I've rebuilt and I was the worst side properly. I wasn't, you know, fielding terrible lineups, but I just moved everyone for picks and young players. And I ended up getting, I think, the, the 102 instead of the 101, which was annoying. Uh, but I traded, made sure I got up to that 101. So it's taken about 18 months, but suddenly my side's looking all right. I think I could um could compete there this year, potentially, if it all hits. So I've run through my starting lineup. I've gone from a side that needed to be completely blown up to... Justin Fields, Bijan Robinson, Brees Hall, T. Higgins, Chris Olave, Drake London, Sam Laporta, and Christian Watson, probably my starting lineup. So, very young, a lot of upside there. I'm quite pleased. Yeah, that's lovely. I mean, you, uh, you rebuilt it for a little while, and I think now you're starting to see it all pay off. I mean, that's a really good side, isn't it? Yeah, I'm quite pleased with it. But looking at yours, I mean, yours is very, very good on a different, um, different sort of plane, really. You're sort of very much win now, ready to roll, aren't you, your side? Yeah, I'll just go through uh, probably my best starting team. So I've got Watson or Tua Tagovailoa as my quarterbacks with Bryce Young as like a depth. So I'll probably start Watson now. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, DeAndre Swift, Amon Rasant-Brown, DJ Moore, Garrett Wilson, Mark Andrews and and Juju Smith-Schuster. As we mentioned earlier, tight end premium and Mark Andrews is, is really lovely and I don't think I'd ever trade him in that league to be honest until he gets really, really old. But um, I've got J.K. Dobbins as well, but he's stuck on my uh, on my injured reserve at the minute. Yeah, I mean that's a really strong side, and I think we've said a few times Juju. I think is a really decent value in PPR leagues because he's just going to get funnel targets, isn't he? And he'll, he'll do really well there. So, yeah, hopefully I can challenge you. I think for me, I need a few things to hit. I need Laporte to come out the gates from the start, really, and, and see. But you'll definitely be competing in that league, I've got no doubt. Yeah, I hope so. I think I got into the the semis or the quarters. I made the playoffs last year, but it just fell down in, in certain areas. But I've tried to kind of reload it a little bit. I've got Juju and Jacoby Myers, so the uh, the PPR boys in there. Yeah, I mean, one thing I found quite difficult in that league is trying to nail um nail a tight end because it is a tight end premium. When we say premium, it's two points for reception. So it's a massive, massive premium there, isn't it, really? So... I just couldn't really trade for anyone. I think the competing sides have obviously got the Andrews and the Kelsey and didn't really want to pay for Kittle given the age. So I've just gambled on a load of young tight ends. What do you make of this tight end room? We've got Sam Laporta, Chigakonkwo, uh, Luke Musgrave and Elijah Higgins. So just a lot of upside there, but I could end up with nothing, but I quite like the upside. Yeah, I mean, you know me, I, lo- I love all of those. And I think the upside in Laporta and, and uh, Musgrave is really big. So... I like that room. I think you've done the right thing as well. If you can't get one of the top lads, then try and get the next level of potential and guys that could hit that level. And I think I think you've done that with Musgrave and Laporta, uh, Higgins and Aconquo. So all really, really good upside. I mean, I'm, I know you and you'd want one of the 
you'd try and want to trade a couple of those for a big guy. But as you said, no one's getting rid of those big guys, are they? I mean, just going back to Mark Andrews in in week two and three last year, he hit 34 and 36 points. So, I mean, the tight end premium is nice in there, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And that's why it's tough to, if you can't get one of those top guys, it is really tough. And that's why I've just gone down that route of just trying to target a few of the young guys and hope that one can hit even slightly near that. But yeah, Andrews and Kelsey in particular, are just a joke in that league. And you're not going to move him for anything, are you really? What would it take to move Andrews in that league? I can't even talk about it. You'd need to give me your uh, your firstborn child and you'll not have one yet. <laughs> I think it. I think it would genuinely take. I mean, T.J. Hawkinson in a first. I don't. I don't even know if you'd do that. Uh, I'd consider that because I really like Hawkinson. But um, I mean, even if you threw Laporta and, and I don't know two firsts, I I might consider that if you want to enter the office. But no, no, I, I can't. I can't get rid of Andrews. I've had I've had a couple of offers that have never really been enough for him. But no, I I can't release him. I can't do it. Yeah, I think moving Andrews, it just moves you from a nailed-on competing side to, to nothing, doesn't it, really? And not quite nothing, but it's it's quite that extreme. Um, so, yeah, it's quite a fun league. And like you said, I think we've got so many leagues together. They've all got brilliant names, and we try and make the settings just a little bit different to make sure they're, uh, they're all a bit more interesting. So, yeah, that's a fun league, that one. Yeah, 1QB is always quite interesting every year because, you know, you sort of see the difference in... In the rookie draft, don't you? Everyone, all the skilled players go high and the quarterbacks sort of fall into two and three, don't they? I mean, I got Bryce Young, I think, in round three this year just as some quarterback depth. Yeah, and I think actually when it's one quarterback, I think I tend to target the uh, the rushing guys. So, you know, I've got Justin Fields, you've got Deshaun Watson, who's got that sort of rushing upside. I think that's why you see a Bryce Young maybe fall a little bit because he hasn't really got the sort of the rushing upside and one quarterback's all about that upside, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with you on the rushing side. I've just not managed to snag one really. Deshaun does a bit, but not like the top guys, is he? Yeah, he's a scra- he's a yeah, he's a scrambler, isn't he? Rather than a rusher, but definitely upside there. So, yeah, really fun league. Um, I haven't concluded any trades this week. I've got a few out there, and you know what? When you're in so many leagues, it's tough really because not everyone's as big nerds as we are, and they're not as active in this point of the season. So. Haven't quite got some over the line, but there's a couple of lads I'm chasing. I just wanted to flag an offer that I received, and I had to go for a walk when it came in the uh, the trade office. So <laughs> it's now, a league you? that um, you're still walking now. I'm still walking. Honestly, it's uh, honestly I lost a bit of weight this week on my, my hikes, but it's a league that I've sort of dominated a bit the last couple of years, and I think you're about to go into your uh, dynasty domination in that league. It's our Essex Invitational, so um, I'm in my starting lineup there. Joe Burrow, Christian McCaffrey, DeAndre Swift, DJ Moore, Stefan Diggs, AJ Brown, Mark Andrews, Miles Sanders and Dak Prestott. So, I mean, Miles Sanders, you could probably swap out, but it's a strong side. I'm going to go for the ship again. I've got two stars next to my name. I've got an offer in my office. I received Jordan Love and I trade away Dak Prescott and my second. Honestly, I, I, I had to go for a walk immediately. I was fuming. But what do you make of that? I mean, is that me just being a bit of a overreacting there or, or what's going on? No, I mean, that's that's a terrible offer. We don't know what Jordan Love is, and we know that Dak can be an upper-tier quarterback, plus you're giving up a second as well. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I had to read it a couple of times thinking, is it Jordan Love and a second for Dak? And I wouldn't even do that. Um, but yeah, I'm throwing away Dak and including my second. I had to go for a walk. It's uh, it's our good pal Amory. He does throw these ones out there every now and again. He knows. Um, good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'd be doing John O'Groats to Land's End uh, on the back of that deal. <laughs> yeah, agreed. It was a nightmare. But run us through your your side in that league because uh, you've 
gone a little bit of a mini rebuild in there, haven't you? And your side's looking really strong now. Yeah, this is probably one of my uh, favourite sides in in any league. The only issue with the the league or the or the squad with uh, at the minute is it's too Falcon heavy. But I've got my Holmes starting quarterback. I've got T Higgins, Devonta Smith, Drake London. I've got uh, Dobbins and Etienne at running back. I've got Kyle Pitts. I've got Bijan Robinson as my flex. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Even my bench is fairly decent there. I've got. Uh, Dotson and Gibson from the Commanders. I've got Elijah Moore, uh, Sky Moore, Damon Harris, Jackson Swift and Jigba, Kendra Miller. I've, my reserve quarterback. Jesus. My reserve quarterbacks are Jalen Hurts, CJ Stroud, and Aidan O'Connell. So loads of upside in, in the uh, the whole squad. But I, I did kind of go into a mini rebuild and it's kind of worked out quite well. Yeah, I think you could dominate there for a while because you've got a really strong start in 11. You've got really good young upside receivers on your bench and even like J.K. Dobbins and Cam Akers as your backup running backs, it's a, it's a nice problem to have. So, yeah, I quite like that. I'm going to try and get one more star before my dynasty ends, um, but we'll see. You did it the right way, though, though didn't you? you? You loaded up, you got your two championships there. Uh, I think Amrit won the other one in, in the three years that he's been running. Oh, and um, last year as well, your boy won it, didn't he, your pal? Yeah, Liam. Yeah, Liam won, a, won it one league. I think he got to the final a couple of years and just bummed out thrown out idiots at running back and this year he learned his lesson and he came over a championship but too many people are scared to go all in because obviously you can look a bit silly if you don't win and get stuck with these old lads but you just got to push the chips in and go for it um, and that's what I've done sort of consistently there made a couple of sort of uh, trades that could be questionable but at the time made sense so last season I was competing I had Cooper Cup going down killed me I moved Cup and my second for Stefan Diggs you know worked out all right and Stefan Diggs, I can go again. So I've just burnt a second just to keep in the mix. But you've got to make these moves, haven't you? Was it you in the final with Liam this year? I know. Who did Liam beat in the final? I don't think I quite got to the final, actually. I, I ended up just missing out. Um, was it Was it Amrit, I think, maybe? Yeah, it might have been um, Davy Gray as well. I think he did quite well this year. But um, yeah, I think Liam cleaned up fairly well. I mean, Liam's got quite a good side as well, hasn't he? He benefited from one super trade with uh, an ex-player of the league. And... Uh, He's got nice quarterbacks there, and he's he drafted well. He's rookies as well, so yeah, I think you and him have kind of dominated that league for a little bit, and I'm I'm hoping to enter year five and finally do something. Yeah, that's what keeps it interesting, though, because at some point I'll be going into a rebuild, and you'll probably dominate for a bit, and keeps it interesting. So it's all good fun. Yeah, exactly. So um, a little bit of talk about um, hard knocks, the Jets. Have you, you? I don't think you've managed to see it yet. I haven't. I've got it on the plus. I'll watch it at some point today, but. Just some of the clips online. Have you, have you liked what you've seen of it? I have, yeah. I've not seen it. It's recorded last night and uh, I'm going to watch it this evening, I think. But uh, did you see uh, the defensive lineman talking about going to the, the fear? Did you see that clip? That was amazing. <laughs> he was talking about <laughs> Incredible. a uh, charcuterie board and he called it a charcuterie. <laughs> yeah, I quite like it though. Yeah, he's, he's going to go out for a charcuterie board. Um, so yeah, it's always good fun and uh yeah, looking forward to watching that. I just think it'll be interesting to see, is is Aaron Rodgers actually all right? Is he just going to be playing up for the cameras? I think it's probably, you know, a bit of that, isn't it, really? Did you see the uh, the little stint that Rodgers had play calling for the Hall of Fame game? And he's he called a bomb on from Wilson and he actually completed it to to make Taylor down the, down the side, or Malik Taylor, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. And it's weird because I think Rodgers has been quite vocal in the past about it's not his job to sort of train up Jordan Love and you had this with Big Ben in, in Pittsburgh he was quite sort of rude to the, the rookie quarterbacks coming in but maybe at this stage of his career Rodgers is going to try and help develop Zach Wilson and, and, and 
see what happens there. I don't think Wilson's completely dead in, in Superflex leagues. No, I don't. I mean, he's only an injury away from starting as well. And he, he's he's going to be developing with Rodgers for sure, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. He came from like a smaller conference and, you know, it was a bit of a rough uh, awakening into the league. So if he can learn from Rodgers, and I suppose we'll see a bit of that on Hard Knocks, but I always look forward to it. I think that the peak of Hard Knocks for me was was the Raiders. We both loved the Raiders one, didn't we, with uh, John Gruden being a bit of a character. Um, it's gone down a bit, but I, I still go back every year and love it. What school did Danny Woodhead go to? <laughs> Lovely. Looking forward to it. So yeah, that concludes us. This week. Do you want to do you want to answer where Woodhead went to uh, school or not? I've, I've completely gone blank. To be fair, I've just absolutely lost it. Do you want me to tell you? Go for it. Shadron State. Jesus, butterbean! <laughs> Didn't call it. Brilliant. So there, that concludes us. Lovely. Uh, we'll be back next week with more news and uh, dynasty football-based content. But please don't forget to uh, rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcast. Uh, it's also available to download on most popular podcast platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We are available on Twitter at AdjustRanks. We'll be back next week. Until then, my office is fully open. And as always, league winners are still available from my facility.